the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast, the show that empower you to redefine the life you want and live your best life now. I am Francine Belay, your host, digital and change strategist, specialized in personal branding. I am also a speaker and author of the book, Personal Branding in the Digital Age, How to Become a Non-Expert, Thrive and Make a Difference in a Connected World. I am super thrilled to bring you inspirational stories, strategies, and practical tips to get more meaning in your work and in your life, earn more money, and lead a movement to change the world. I am on a mission to help purpose-driven entrepreneurs who struggle to attract their ideal clients. When they work with me, they find a clear, profound message that positions them as an authority in their field, easily attract their ideal client, and impact thousands of people globally. One of the biggest problems I see with purpose-driven entrepreneurs is that they've got big ideas and great vision. But when you look at their brand, you can't see any of that, which means they are putting all this work, their heart and their soul into it, but they are not really seeing the return because nobody knows what they do. It doesn't have to be that way. And I would love to help you with that. I am offering a mini brand audit session so I can look at where you are with your brand, where you want to be. And together we look at the biggest things that are getting in your way. It is completely free and it's 30 minutes that can radically change the way you see your brand and how others see it as well. To apply for a mini brand audit, go to francinebelly.com slash audit. That's F-R-A-N-C-I-N-E-B-E-L-E-Y-I.com slash audit. So today I have Amy Lynn Durham. She is an executive coach and leadership development expert, and she's the author of the upcoming book, Create Magic at Work. She uses her skills as a corporate mystic to bring spiritual intelligence, SQ and emotional intelligence, EQ, to energize and transform the workplace. Hi, Amy. Welcome to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Wow, thank you for that introduction as well. <laughs> <laughs> that is my thank pleasure, you. Amy, to have you on the show today. Tell us in your own words what you currently do. Currently, I am an executive coach. I am trained from the UC Berkeley Executive Coaching Institute, where our main goal is to bring heart and human connection to the workplace. And my new brand that I'm launching is Create Magic at Work. And what we want to do with the Create Magic at Work brand is to forge authentic connections with people in the workplace. We envision a day where everyone feels like they can be their authentic self and, uh, yeah, thrive in, no matter what job they have. <laughs> so. That sounds like my kind of work. I would never have left corporate if I had your your program already. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah. that is that is awesome. Are you currently uh, doing this program in the corporate world? Yeah, so a lot of group coaching sessions in how to reduce stress and anxiety 
I really believe that people have the answers from within. There's a lot of advice out right now, especially with uh, the COVID-19 and things like that, telling people what to do, how they should manage themselves. What I like to do is help facilitate everyone to find the answers within themselves and what works best for them. Because what works for one person might not work for another person. And so writing your own self-care prescription is, is one thing that, I, that I've done before for individuals and it's worked very well. We, yes. we work a lot of what word destroying and word reshaping and moving from the negative to the positive. Yes, I love that. I'm seeing this kind of personalized path going on right now. Uh, even when I started this series, I've interviewed quite a few people and a lot of people are doing like personalized program now, something that actually just is suited to you rather than you following day plan, even like the diet kind of plan, where now there is a health personalized path where you work with your body type. You don't have to just go out and follow a diet. You work with your body type and, you know, personalize things based on how you are, how you are built, and, um, you know, all kind of uh, different programs as well are very personalized. Is it the trend that you're seeing right now that uh, we are going through this personalized type of uh, pathway? I hope it's a trend because I think that if everyone can sit with themselves, self-discovery, they know what works best for them if they really dig deep. And it's exactly what you said. It's not a one size fits all. It's this is what works for me, but it might not work for you. Let's find out what works for you and let's bring those together. Yeah. So we completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So tell me, uh, Amy, what is your purpose in life? Oh my goodness. <laughs> so <laughs> my, my purpose in life right now would bring light to dark places. I love to go into areas in the workplace that where people might feel like their creativity is crippled or where they might feel like they're not fulfilled in their job and somehow sparking that light bulb moment within themselves where they feel fulfilled or maybe where they're pursuing a life purpose that they might not have thought of before. And I think that's a big part of the Create Magic at Work brand is there's a lot of activities that we do that forge authentic connection and sort of bring people together in that way. Mm, yeah, that is wonderful actually to see. And I can't wait to, when, when the book is going to come out. So the paperback is set to be out the third week in June. Okay. And soon. The ebook should be out within the next couple of weeks. So we'll see. Yeah. Okay. And then there will be an audio book as well. Not yet. No audio book yet. Yeah, you definitely need to do an audiobook. I consume okay. a lot of books as audiobook, actually. <laughs> and yeah, that's uh, a great suggestion. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, because a podcast. This is why podcasts and all the audio, anything that is voice, um, you know, uh, is really uh, big at the moment because you know you can consume those content on multiple devices. You know, audio mm -hmm. you can listen to Alexa and still listen to your audio, and uh, you can. Uh, you know, go on the go also with the audiobook and, you know, you can watch things and still, I have like <laughs> sometimes I buy a book in those three formats. 
I buy the mm -hmm. same book as ebook and then I gloss if I want to go back to some reference, but just if I want to go fast to really understand everything, I just listen to the audiobook and then uh, the paper book I try not to because I end up with too many books and then when I have to move from place to place I have to discard those books or get them somewhere. So I have tendency now to just have ebook and audiobook and not much paper book unless it is very something that I have to really scroll through. Um, because mm -hmm. yes, otherwise, you know, I have my place full of books everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, this book in particular to me is very special. I hope it's special to everyone else too, because I feel like I injected a lot of magic into it. So, um, tweaking it to an audio book would be interesting. And I definitely will explore that because I want everyone to use the book to connect with each other. But there's some beautiful artwork in, in the book from a mermaid artist that she's very magical. And then also uh, the book is designed by the same book designer that did the Diary of a Wimpy Kid books. So we, we specifically designed the book to have a whimsical and magical feel to kind of bring that childlike, playful feeling back into the workplace. Because I feel like in corporate America, when you become an executive or yeah. you start really everyday data, grinding out financial numbers, et cetera, you lose some of yes, that sense of true. play. Yes, yes, and, yes. Uh, I, I get the so we, behind that. There. Yeah, that, that would be cool to have that, yes, as a book in that way, yes, as well. And still, I need to have the audiobook as well. <laughs> I'm gonna, I, I'm, you're going to be the first one. I'm going to get it to you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's wonderful. So tell me, so what job did you want to do when you were a kid? <laughs> So I always wanted to be a medical doctor when I was growing up. And really, it was just because I felt that that was what I was supposed to do. And here I went through school and went into college. And my first class as a pre-med student, I had to dissect a fetal pig. And I was like, this is not for me. And I never went back. <laughs> that, <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah, I, 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 it wasn't for me. I never went back. I changed my major to psychology. So I have my bachelor's degree in psychology. And then I ended up working in, in corporate America after. Yeah, do you know how funny is that? Because I had the exact same thing. I went into medical school as well. And the first thing, anatomy as well, was the thing that got me out of there. <laughs> Where we had... <laughs> And I knew that I can face blood and everything else. And then I had the first lesson of computer science. And then I thought I saw this new world, magical world, like perhaps your book. <laughs> and I thought, this <laughs> is great. And then I just switched from medical school to computer school and mm. uh, never turned back <laughs> to medical school. <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, so this medicine uh, sometimes, yes. Yeah, so that was uh, what, what made you wanted to go to medical school in the first place? Is it to kind of, uh, what, 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 what was your thought at this time? <laughs> so after some reflection on that, I really think it was just feeling and doing what I thought I was supposed to do in life. 
you know, this was what success looked like maybe to my parents or to, you know, everyone else around me. And so I was following this certain path and it really led me to a lifelong journey of understanding how to be my authentic self and not really follow what everyone thinks success looks like, which um, has been a very interesting journey for me. Because now I, you know, I introduce myself as the corporate mystic, um, which is, is very different than what that other path looks like. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And how people receive that when you tell them that you're a corporate mystic. <laughs> Actually, the, the reception has been very positive. And it's surprising to me because at first you're afraid to be your full self sometimes, but then what everyone knows deep down inside and what you see in others, your friends, um, your relationships is when someone is truly who they are at home and at work is when people really connect. Mm. And sometimes we're just so afraid to be that, that we hide certain parts of ourselves. And that was really what I was doing for a really long time. I was sort of the mystic at home, but then I was the corporate executive at work and I was leaving parts of me in different spots. Mm. And, and throughout this, um, really through this journey of my life, I've combined them together. Mm. You know, what are you leaving at home that you can bring to work? What are you leaving at work that you could bring home? Mm-hmm. and bring yourself together to fulfill your life purpose. Yeah. Do you see that, um, is it changing anytime soon, this corporate America, corporate England or corporate whatever? Um, is it changing or is, do you think that perhaps again, this COVID or, you know, a season when now they have finally understood that we can still be at work, at home, we can be flexible, are working something that has been denied for many times to many people. I remember that I have to fight sometimes to just have one day at home uh, where they say, "Nope, mm. you can't. We can't. We can't uh, know that you're working from home. <laughs> we can't, uh, you know, trust that you are doing the work." And now they have to trust that people are doing the work. Do you see any kind of change sometime soon in corporate America? Absolutely. I think that this has has brought about. A lot of changes and what I what, I'll tell you what I see because I do see that people are understanding that flexibility is more important like you mentioned and that working from home you can thrive but what I also want to make sure that we don't have individuals get into is where it becomes a work-life enmeshment instead of a work-life integration so you want to have a healthy work-life integration where you can step away from maybe your podcast section in your room and then have your beautiful life and not still think about work, right? And not have work infiltrate into your life at all times. I do have some coaches that I work with that are at home and they're working in front of a screen 12 hours a day and they're experiencing burnout and they have to figure out a way or a ritual to remove themselves from that Mm -hmm. and really find peace and self-care with working from home as well. So I would just caution, I would say absolutely flexibility is key, especially for women. I think it's huge. I think that when you trust people, you get much more productivity from them because they feel that trust and it's honored. 
but I also would caution everybody to ensure that it doesn't become work-life enmeshment where it's unhealthy boundaries mm, when you're that, working for that, That's good to make that distinction. Great. So mm. can you tell me, Amy, is there <laughs> anything that somebody doesn't know about you? Do you have something that people don't know about for yourself? <laughs> well, I really have to say... Don't say it out is- loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is probably it. If if you looked at my old coworkers in my old workplace, they they sort of knew I did the mystical things with with um in the workplace, but not fully. So I think the things that people don't know about me today that doing this podcast is really solidifying is the Create Magic at Work group is coming out the bringing the spiritual intelligence into the workplace and the corporate mystic piece. So that's going to be something that I think some older coworkers or people that know me are going to be like, Oh, wow. Because as I mentioned before, I was leaving that part of me at home Mm. a lot. And it's bringing that corporate face that hitting your sales quota every day, driving the financial numbers to work. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. Yes. So then everybody can see that, you know, we don't have to um, separate that. But again, that is a whole kind of (laughs) relearning, unlearning or reconditioning the whole kind of system to make sure that this is okay to bring your whole self at work. Because the reality is that some places don't accept that. And, uh, you know, how do you make sure that you know, you, you, you find a place where you can bring your whole self at work. So there is a whole kind of program to make sure that, you know, the businesses, corporate and all those things understand that, understand um, that needs that, you know, this is not just where we come to work and (laughs) put our suits, work suit here and really leave all the other parts at home. Um, and, um, yeah, so, and then, yeah, so that, that's very kind of uh, complex, um, endeavor, I would say to get like every single organization to understand that. Oh my goodness. That's a huge endeavor because the reason why people don't bring their full authentic self to every situation is because I think deep down they're afraid of feeling shame yeah. or they're afraid of being ridiculed maybe in some way. Right. And I think when leaders discover that they give permission to their employees to bring their full selves to work, the productivity just increases beyond because we don't have cookie cutter robots, right? We have people that we've taken the lid off of them and their creativity starts flowing. And we have innovation at that point because we're recognizing each individual for who they are authentically and what they can bring forth that adds to the team. Yes, and I also believe that managers should be empowered to know how to handle such diversity of of characters, I'll say, (laughs) that would come. Now they are so happy, they are formatted to handle some kind of type of people who fit the, you know, mold. And if you are not in that kind of fitting, so they don't know how to handle. So I suppose that the managers themselves need to be empowered or know themselves <laughs> to start with, <laughs> do some type of work on themselves first to mm-hmm. be able to empower the team as well. And, um, you know, get 
everybody else to 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 you know show themselves <laughs> yeah yeah i completely agree i think it starts with helping managers feel that it's okay for everyone to be different i worked in environments uh, you know i'll just say where i saw a lot of people hiring oh if you like the same sports team as me or you like to drink beer and, and go golfing so you're just like me so i'm gonna hire you type yeah. of situation and you know that that's not what makes a beautiful productive profitable diverse team oh. you want to bring on the person that's best for the team yep. not the person that is best for you yep. or you think has the same commonalities with you mm -hmm. and you would be so surprised if you just open that up mm -hmm. and take a chance and bring in someone that's best for the team that maybe brings some creative qualities mm -hmm. um, that the team doesn't have you'll see you'll see the results for yeah. sure yeah cool so tell me Amy, when did you realize who you are and what you're meant to do in this life if such thing has happened oh my goodness i interview some people at <laughs> 70 and they still haven't figured out yet so you know it's still not too late <laughs> right i know well i actually turned 44 this year and i feel like i finally am pursuing my full life purpose i left my corporate job uh last summer okay oh quite new yeah <laughs> yes and I traveled all over the summer wrote my book and then became an executive coach and I think mm. that this is truly my life purpose and I, I think that I discovered it when I was working with diverse individuals I worked in Silicon Valley I ran the Bay Area uh, I had a very diverse team and we were geographically separated but we had to work together virtually and occasionally in person and my learning lesson from that was utilizing all of these connecting team builds to bring them together and proving that through collaboration over competition that we can be number one and be profitable mm -hmm. and so once i started doing that in the workplace and seeing the results that we can have a win-win we can have true connection where people care about each other we can have also the profits and the productivity with that without cutting people down or making people feel like they're in aggressive negative competition with each other the light bulb moment happened mm -hmm. and uh, create magic at work bring forth from that mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what so. would you say you have struggled with the most in life <laughs> i think for me and this is why i'm in doing what i'm doing my biggest struggle has been in the past work-life balance. I, I introduced myself as a recovering corporate workaholic when I run my self-care group coaching sessions. And my, my learning lesson is you don't have to suffer to be successful. <laughs> and it's a practice every day that I want to lead by example with because I know what burnout feels like and it's not worth it it's not worth trading your job for all of your personal relationships mm, 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 so you don't mm. have to suffer to be successful yeah so you have always been work alcoholic and being kind of uh, that's that's been yes uh, the biggest struggle yeah and how did you come out of it <laughs> how do you one day decide oh i'm no longer going to be a work alcoholic <laughs> <laughs> Well, I really was longing for a strong personal relationship in my life. 
and I just didn't have the time for it. And I was missing my family and friends and I was feeling really burnt out. And so I made a plan and I made a plan to leave my job as number one and, but proving that whole collaboration piece, taking a step back and reevaluating everything. And really in the last year before I left my job, I brought a lot of self-care techniques into the workplace. I, I took a look in the mirror and said, I'm a leader. I'm going to take vacation to lead by example to my team. I'm going to allow vacation without question to my team. And I'm going to continue this trend because I have to start leading by example in that way. Mm. And so that's where all of the activities from Create Magic at Work came from, bringing everyone together. They're all field tested um, activities and, and showing rest and restoring yourself is actually productive and profitable and you can thrive in your personal life as well. Yeah. So how, how much vacation that you have to take? <laughs> it depends on what company you work for here, but um, they give you a certain amount of hours per year. And so just making sure, cause you can check your employees, making sure that they take them, making sure that I take them. Uh, a lot of times us, vacation would work. I know I'm talking about it now when everyone has to stay at home, but <laughs> for, for a while there, I was in an airplane, geez, over 40 times one year, which was a lot for me. And so just taking some time to just stay in my, my home was, was a beautiful moment for me too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. So, um, so what actually would you say that was this very, very low point that you hit until you got this aha moment that changed the course of your life? Yeah, there was a few moments in my life that were pretty dark and one in particular was I, I did have a moment where I almost died about mm. six years ago. And it's funny, Francine, because if you knew me, if you knew me 10 years ago, you would not know me today. Really? They always, you know, I am like the moon. I change with the phases. Everybody <laughs> changes and grows. And uh, yeah, I had some really dark moments. I was, I was known as the bad luck girl. And, you know, I would park my car somewhere and it would get broken into. I would just always have something random happening to me. I almost died. I I caught a rare, um, I inhaled a rare bacteria in my lungs and I had severe pneumonia and I was out of work for two months. And all of those moments were because, in my opinion, I was kind of on the wrong path in life and I wasn't really doing what I was supposed to be doing. And so they say, if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing with your life purpose, the universe will kind of tap you on the shoulder. Yes. And if you don't hear the tap, will kind of tap you a little harder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you don't, you don't, if you don't hear, answer the tap, <laughs> they're going to knock, bang on the door, <laughs> exactly. bang, 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 Amy, that's me. <laughs> you got it. And I had the door, I, I wasn't listening and I got the banging on the door. Mm. And so I answered the call and um, the aha moment was when I, basically when I almost died, I came out of that. I was really seeking some spiritual fulfillment. I started doing yoga quite a bit and I just kept working, working, working till I could finally break through. And then one day I uh, met a a shaman and she did some energy clearing work on me with my chakra system. 
and it really just kind of opened my eyes to this whole new world of spiritual intelligence and it really changed my life and moving forward from that i just wow nobody would recognize me today compared to that woman in the past they would you're you were the bad luck girl i don't believe you know because i now i set intentions in my life and all of a sudden they appear and it's beautiful and it's magical and i try to stay in alignment with everything and um, i'm very grateful for that dark time because it makes me so appreciative of these light times mm. was it uh, when you were in corporate or when you left the uh, when you have that shift it was when i was still in the corporate world i was still in corporate Absolutely. world yeah mm -hmm. yeah Wow, that is really powerful moment, actually. Wow. <laughs> so, um, was, when you, yeah. yeah, when you look actually back at your childhood, how would mm -hmm. you say that it has prepared you to be who you are today? Yeah, when I look back at my childhood, I think the biggest preparation for today was finding my voice. There were, there were mo many, many moments in my life where I was put to the test to have a voice and I didn't overcome that. And so now I think reliving all of it as an adult and finding my voice and speaking my truth and being my authentic self um, has been really beautiful. So I would say the times where I couldn't find my voice when I was a child has helped me kind of rewrite that past as an adult. Mm. And I mean, they say your whole adult life is working through your childhood, right? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would say just there were many instances where I felt like I should have a voice and I didn't. And now as an adult, I get to do that mm. and I get to rewrite that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. So now I'd like you to go a little bit deeper into what you do. Um, I know that you have shared three-step process, Dare to Dream, you call that, that help individuals who may feel burnt out to pursue their life purpose and enjoy the present moment. Can you share those processes with us? Absolutely. So the Dare to Dream exercise walks people through if they feel burnt out or if they don't like where they are in their life today, how can you move through that? So the first step is how can I help? You kind of have to shift your mindset. And this, this is what I did when I planned on leaving my job in corporate America. And I, I spent a year there with this plan. So every day I woke up and I said, how can I help today? How can I help my boss have a better day? How can I help my employees have a better day? What can I do to make them feel more productive? What can I do to help them translate peace and happiness to our customers that are coming in the door, right? And then the second step is the take a moment in your life, sit down. Journaling is really popular right now, right? And just write down maybe what you would do in your life if you never had to work again. And it's really beautiful when you kind of, just go with it. Try to remove those restrictions in your mind and write down, what would I do in my life if I never had to earn a paycheck and if I never had to work again? What would that look like for me? And maybe five things, what would that be? And you just kind of sit in silence and envision what your life would look like in that way. And then the challenge is, 
because a lot of people do have to work and maybe they are in a job that isn't their life purpose dream job yet. The challenge is to maybe pick a couple of those things that you jotted down and find a way to incorporate them in your life. So third step, make a plan. Commit to maybe one of those things. I had uh, a really, I had an employee that committed to going to Europe and traveling. And the, the beautiful part about that exercise is she shared that with me as her boss and leader. So by her sharing that with me, it, it was almost giving her permission to go pursue that dream because she shared it with me and I, I had to honor that, right? Um, we had an, I had another employee one time say he just wanted to lay on the couch all day and smoke meats and a meat smoker. <laughs> so the, the group all pitched in money and bought him a meat smoker so he could lay on his couch one day and just barbecue meats all day or whatever. It's funny stuff like that too, right? But I think the overall make a plan piece is just committing to yourself to incorporate a couple of those things into your life um, because most people do have to go to work. Mm. And the how can I help part in the beginning really shifts your mindset when you wake up in the morning. It's not like, what's going to happen today? Oh, it's another Monday. I have to be on another Zoom meeting. They're going to ask me for this, that, and the other. Oh, my boss is all over me. Shift it. How can I help today? And it puts you in a powerful place yeah. in your life. Yeah. I'm surprised because you share these three process with your team. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and they I just, did. <laughs> they would just come up with uh, stuff. <laughs> and did you share with other team as well or with just, it was just your team that you shared that with? I've done this exercise in all sorts of different groups of employees. And it really removes restriction from their brain and gives them permission to go do things outside of the workplace that they want to pursue in their life. So it's really cool. And then I also share the activity. It's actually our May uh, 2020 activity in the Create Magic at Work membership group. So everyone's working through it right now, the Dare to Dream exercise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You say that, is it a Facebook group that you say that you are, you have? Ha um, it's a, it's a membership group. So mm -hmm. they, they pay to be in it annually mm -hmm. and every month they get a leadership activity from me mm -hmm. and it's called create magic at work. And they they are the magic makers. Okay. And, so, <laughs> yeah. and, and that yeah. is on your website, I suppose. Yes. It's okay. on my website mm -hmm. under it's on Amy Durham, executive coaching.com. And it's under the create magic at work. That's super. That's that's awesome. That sounds really good. This three-step process, and I hope that all our listeners fun. can just uh, take that and start, to, you know, doing uh, all those three steps right now. <laughs> Me too. I hope so too. <laughs> that's so wonderful. Now let's talk money. So now, yes. how do you currently generate money? What are so, your streams of income? <laughs> my income streams are executive coaching, the one-on-one -on -one sessions group coaching, and then like sort of like the self-care uh, activity I mentioned where we destroy words and reshape them. That was a fun one. And then the other revenue stream is the membership group for sure, the Create Magic at Work membership group and my book, Create mm. Magic at Work. Yeah, Create Magic at Work, and which uh, will come also in audiobook, I hope. <laughs> yes, yeah. Francine, you're going to be the first one to get it. <laughs> yes. 
That's wonderful. So now, uh, tell me, how do you leverage the online world to make a bigger impact? I suppose your membership is uh, online only, or do you normally also meet offline uh, when we are not under COVID? How does it work? How do you it's, mostly, um, you know, leverage the online world, actually? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It, my entire business is online. I meet coaches virtually through Zoom. I do group coaching through Zoom. And then the Create Magic at Work members were in a private LinkedIn group. And then they share um, their activities that are emailed to them from there. So everything's online. And really the way that I try to keep my online presence is through LinkedIn. I have a lot of connections through LinkedIn. Um, and just because of all of the past work that I've done in the corporate world. And so that's my biggest, but I love Instagram. Yeah. I'm on Instagram. I love it. Uh, LinkedIn, I have the biggest following, but yeah. oh my goodness, I could, I love Instagram. We have a create magic at work Instagram as well. And, uh, I have an executive coaching Instagram under. Yeah. yeah. Instagram is fun as well. So I share mostly my pictures of travels and things like that on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And then I keep links in for my professionals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, but Instagram is so much more fun and, and it, That's true. it's so inspirational. Mm. And so I think, um, a lot of coaches I meet too, I, I tell them, get on Instagram. It's so much fun. We need to bring fun back to the workplace, right? We don't yeah. need that separate LinkedIn as the boardroom yeah. and buttoned up place. Yeah. Like let's again, bring our whole selves yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Because I think that the misconception on Instagram is that because people share photos and things like that people who are professional don't think that is applied to them, but it does, especially if you're an author and you, you know, you can share different kind of uh, graphics. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, photos of selfies on you on the beach <laughs> or something. Yeah. So, yeah, so <laughs> a lot of creative graphics, videos and using of stories that can be quite fun to use as well. Yes, totally. Agree. Absolutely. <laughs> and to that point, Francine, I do like, so I, a lot of people that I coach think that leadership presence is about being buttoned up and being not having fun. Yeah. A lot of individuals that I work with think that that's the definition of leadership presence. Well, I would argue that the definition of leadership presence is connecting with people and making people feel like we're all in this together as a leader. When you walk in a room, you expand your energy to all of the corners of the room and the people in the room, and you make them feel like we are in this together. We're, we're in a team together. It has nothing to do with whether you're wearing a tie or how well you can speak yeah, on yeah. financial data. Yeah. So yeah, I say bring the fun. Yes, bring the fun. <laughs> yes, totally. And I think this is the 21st leadership way anyway. So the 20th century leadership is the kind of button up where everything, everybody's serious and boring. <laughs> now, yes, it's bring yourself, bring your whole self at work, you know, and, um, yes. you know, no, yes, definitely. Um, that's cool. So let's me um, now. Yes. Uh, my other question regarding money is that sometimes mm -hmm. some people do some uh, work that they really, really love, but get paid very little for that. And mm -hmm. at the time they paid, they, they do some, you know, kind of work that they don't much, they don't love much, but, you know, get quite paid a lot for it. So how can we both be, you know, doing what we love and get paid well for it? Any perspective on that? 
I have a lot of perspective on that. So I'll share a little bit right now. I even, you could say that I'm doing what I love right now because I left my corporate job and I'm an executive coach. I'm the founder of Create Magic at Work. It sounds beautiful. It sounds glittery and amazing, but at the same time, it's still hard work Yeah, and it's a lot of work. So I think having an understanding that even if you pursue a life purpose, that it's still going to be hard work and there's still going to be some ups and downs. It's not going to be what I like to say, all puppy dogs and ice cream, right? Um, But then at the same time, I see a lot of people that are tied to what I even heard some colleagues refer to as the, the golden handcuffs. You know, you're getting, you're, <laughs> you're getting a really large paycheck, but you're not feeling fulfilled in life. And so, you know, you have these golden handcuffs and you're trading your life purpose or feeling fulfilled for the golden handcuffs and for a large paycheck. And I think it goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning, what works for you. You need to sit down and figure out how much you're willing to trade off. You know, I have some coaches that they are going to keep the golden handcuffs because they have family and they have children that they want to see maybe have a wedding or send them to college. And they're going to maybe pursue something a little bit more fulfilling later. And that's okay. We move through life and through different phases of life. And there's, there's always time for everything because time is infinite, right? Yeah. yeah, I love that. I, I love your perspective. <laughs> <laughs> so fun. This uh, golden handcuff. <laughs> I can see those <laughs> from uh, yes. when I left also my job in the city here in London with a lot of golden handcuffs. <laughs> and, uh, and as you say, you know, pursuing your purpose is not, you know, um, you know, synonym for bliss where everything is perfect. It's hard work. But you kind of do that hard work knowing that you are achieving another part of, it's not just, they say, it's not just about money. It's even sometimes less money than what you used to have before, at least at the beginning, until you start doing whatever you're doing. And then perhaps, you know, a lot of money come later as a result of, um, you know, what you're doing. It's not, it's not a mean, we, we don't leave, people don't leave their corporate job, you know, to pursue their passion because of money, but they pursue that because their fulfillment and then money actually comes as a result later on. But as you say, yes, it's, um, yes, sometimes it's okay, you know, if you want to keep the handcuff and have your <laughs> mortgage, your family and, uh, you know, all the, um, you know, trims out of um, yes yeah, so sometimes it's difficult some, for some people to make that choice and uh, it takes courage it takes definitely courage yes. to do this choice. yes it's not for everyone and if you it, it takes courage but also back to the dare to dream exercise if you have a couple of those things that you jotted down that maybe you can get fulfillment outside of your yeah. day job yes that works too yeah whatever works for you yeah. you know i have a coachy that he wanted to feel fulfilled, but he's staying at a job because he's taking care of his kids and his wife and he wants them to go to college. He wanted to um, volunteer for a charity outside of work to give back a little bit. There's all sorts of things that yes. you can do as you transition through the different phases of your life mm-hmm. and, and it will change. So 
Yeah. And you're right. Sometimes when you do pursue your passion, people should know the money doesn't just flow right off the bat. Right. So you definitely have to have a plan. Mm -hmm. But I believe that money is energy. And when you put out the proper energy with good intentions, the abundance will flow back to you yes. in one way or another. Yes. So. Cool. So now let's talk about movement. <laughs> Which movement okay. are you leading or would like to lead? Well, obviously I'm leading the Create Magic at Work movement. Mm. <laughs> so it's all about bringing heart and human connection to the workplace, intention setting in the workplace, uh, forging authentic connections in the workplace, and um, really daring to set an intention that will transform you and your business if you're willing to be vulnerable and do it. Yeah. yeah, that's wonderful. I love that movement, uh, bringing the magic at work. <laughs> that's wonderful. I hope that is spread all over the world. <laughs> that, Me too. Uh, that, that movement, yeah, that would be great. So uh, how do you want to be remembered for, Amy? I really want to be remembered for bringing light and positivity to maybe dark and stagnant places and really transforming energy into positivity and helping people feel like they can be their authentic selves no matter where they are and what they do mm. and feeling fulfilled in that way mm, that's really powerful yes um so what would you say that you have learned from all your experiences that you both want to transmit to others? The number one thing that I've learned in all of my experiences is that people just want to feel heard. It's what Oprah says all the time. People want to feel seen and they want to feel heard and they want to feel valued. And sometimes that involves just sitting and listening and not feeling the need to offer advice or to tell someone what to do. And that really, as of late, has been my biggest learning lesson is that I can sit and be a container for someone mm. and not feel the need to tell them what to do yeah. and, and, and just hold space for them and be an active listener. And I think we really need it right now yeah. for people on quarantine, just to be there for each other and listen. Yes, you are totally right. So I also feel that uh, often with people, um, it's not about being coming with all, all kind of clever ideas, just by being there, listening to them, and as you say, being the container. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, even what they are going through, they just find their own solutions and they say, thank you for helping me. They say, I will help you. You have been talking, doing the whole talking yourself. <laughs> and, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just yes, holding the space. Um, you know, because mm -hmm. as you say, that is powerful actually. Get people, you know, that opportunity to be seen, to be heard, and um, you know, really just typing, be there, be present. Just that yeah. is uh, quite powerful, yeah. And by doing that, it makes them feel like they matter, like Oprah says. And what you can do with that is it's a practice because I think everybody wants to make something better or, Oh, let me tell you what to do. I know what you need to do for this. I want to patch this up and make it better. And you can envision kind of you sitting with a golden bowl 
in front of you. And when someone's speaking to you, kind of all of their, their pain or their words or whatever they're working through is kind of flowing into that golden bowl. So it's not really hitting you and you're not really taking it on, but it's kind of going into this beautiful golden bowl that's in front of you. And then when they're done, you can kind of envision in your mind, okay, I'm going to give this back to you now. This doesn't belong to me. It's, it's your beautiful golden bowl that you worked through and transmuted into something lighter. So yeah. you don't take it on. So you can kind of envision that in your mind. I know I'm the corporate mystic. It's a little, that's a little woo-woo, but I wanted to share it because it's a great tactic to use when you talk to people. I love that golden bowl. <laughs> I'm going to use it myself. <laughs> Good. I, I love it. I love the golden bowl. That's wonderful. <laughs> Tell me, uh, what is your definition of meaningful work, meaningful life? I think it is bringing your full self to work or to life. And it, it's been my life lesson. Like we talked about in the beginning of this interview, right? I was leaving part of me at home every day and I was compartmentalizing myself into these different people. And when you bring your full self together and shine, you'll attract the right people. You don't have to be afraid to be shamed. You don't have to be afraid to be vulnerable because the people that aren't going to accept you, they're not your people anyway. And once you really come out as your authentic self, you'll just start attracting the people that are meant for you. And that's okay. Cause there's 7 billion people on the planet exactly. and they're <laughs> not all for us. Right. Exactly. You'll attract your own tribe and it will be beautiful and it'll be high vibe. Yeah, that's wonderful. I love that actually as definition. <laughs> so um, um, any last piece of guidance that you would like to pass on to our listeners to do more meaningful work and live a more meaningful life? I would just encourage everyone to try to connect authentically with the people that you work with and understand where they come from. Try to come from a place where you're building the bridge and not waiting for someone to build the bridge towards you. When someone reacts to you in a certain way, try to put yourself in their shoes and what they might be going through and, and come from a place of curiosity. I'm curious about that. Let me build the bridge. So if everyone was the bridge builder, we would all connect. Mm. Yes. build the bridge I love that build the bridge uh, I love the bridge uh, metaphor and uh, yes mm. not uh, waiting for other person but you being you know trying to be in their shoes as well um, yes I've been learning quite a few techniques uh, recently of uh, you know how we've been triggered how to use projection how to use the mirror to really actually understand that it's not when people react uh, it's not about us it's about them and really trying to get detached from all those things. Very powerful, actually, things. Um, so any resources that you'd like to share with our listeners um, to actually live their best life right now? Absolutely. So anyone listening that wants to create magic at work can go to amydurhamexecutivecoaching.com and then just click on the Create Magic at Work page. And there you'll have access to pre-order the Create Magic at Work paperback version, as well as um, access to join the Create Magic at Work membership club. And you can always uh, connect with me personally online. 
you can, I'm on Twitter and LinkedIn under Amy Lynn Durham and Instagram, Instagram <laughs> under create magic at work. Uh, please reach out and connect with me. Okay. And, uh, I'm looking forward to creating magic in the workplace with everyone. And I'm going to get you your audio book. Yeah, definitely. I'm <laughs> looking forward to this audiobook. <laughs> I'm sure that, yes. And audiobook also is like, uh, yes, very, um, in terms of author, audiobook uh, bring you more money than the others, um, other formats. So, you know, you shouldn't discard that. And actually, a lot of people these days, are, you know, subscribe to Audible and uh, they get their books from Audible. So if you are not there, you are missing from a huge portion of listeners as well <laughs> that's a good tip because we talked about revenue streams right? yes Persever definitely like you want so we gotta <laughs> we gotta get the, that going the biggest <laughs> revenue streams come from audible at least for me <laughs> okay yeah so that is wonderful <laughs> amy for sharing for being here on this show and sharing all your gems your wisdom it was wonderful i had really a fun time actually and uh discussing good. <laughs> So it was a pleasure. Definitely. Thank you. Have you. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. That's the point. I want to have fun. I want to bring fun and play back to the workplace. And remember, you don't have to suffer to be successful. So let's all try to live by that example. Yeah. I love that. You don't have to suffer to be successful. Yay. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> If you are a purpose-driven entrepreneur and are struggling to attract and enroll your ideal client, apply to a complimentary mini brand audit session with me so I can look at where you are at with your brand, where you want to be, and together we'll look at the biggest things that are getting in your way of building the business you're dreaming of. Go to francinebelly.com slash audit, that's F-R-A-N-C-I-N-E, B-E-L-E-Y-I.com slash audit. I only have a few spots open every week, so you want to go there right now. So thank you for listening. The show notes of this episode of Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life are available on my webpage, francinebelly.com slash podcast, with all the references and resources shared on the show. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to show your love and support, share it with your friends and colleagues on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. Make sure you subscribe to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all the app where you are listening to this podcast so you don't miss any new episodes. And leave me also a cool review because it's going to mean that a lot of people are going to see that and it's going to help me spread this message to many more people. I will see you next week for another episode of this season six. Until then, dream, act, and make an impact. Lots of love.